Welcome back to the Bearded Barbell Podcast. This is the place to go for quick, easy, and actionable health and fitness information. On the mic right now is Coach Tony, and across the table from me right now is Coach Willie. How are you doing? Hey guys, how are you doing, Coach? I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm doing well. You're looking a little tired this morning. You're looking a little worn out. Oh, dude, my body has been beating me up this whole week. I did leg day before. I was like, I was really late today. But I was working my legs; those just drain me. Um, but it's been a it's been a decent week, you know. Um, just been getting actually back into it. I uh, took a week off the gym because I was doing a lot of physical labor, like yard cleaning and stuff. So I think that that's why I'm just so drained in my. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I just I hit the I went back to the gym like full force this week, and I'm just like blah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I um, actually had a. A conversation with a, a fellow like bodybuilder we like to talk nutrition like to talk our training and we talked uh, last week and I was like I'm really because I was kind of on a cruise mode for a while with my training and nutrition I was still training still like you know keeping an eye on my nutrition nutrition but you know for silly reasons I like to kind of buckle down turn on the the jets and really really cook it and uh and uh so that's that's what this week has been and I'm just I'm just dragging man it and uh Actually, you know, I got really motivated though. Um, you know, someone close to me, my uh, my girl, she went for her three rex maps or three rex, three rep max, and uh, she got those guys in um, pretty strong. So, oh, that's awesome. Jumped, jumped in the five hundred club there at the gym. Sweet. So give a shout out right there. And uh, yeah, no, it's just been a physically daunting week for me. But how about you? How's it on that side of the table? It's been it's been going pretty well. Tuesday, I had an interesting morning, so I went and mm-hmm. hopped in my car, turned it on, and just let it sit there and idle a little bit, and then it just started missing on a cylinder, so couldn't quite figure it out right, right away, but it just, you know, idle was off and just wasn't running right, so I was like, all right, well, I to shut it off, and I try, you know, I, I treat it like a computer sometimes, and I was just like, <laughs> well, maybe if I turn it off and turn it back on, maybe it'll be better, so I turned it back on, it was not better, so I was like, all right. I had some other stuff to do, so I was like, cool, let me go take care of some stuff. I'll come back later this morning, and we'll try to sort it out. So got back home, and I popped the hood and got under the under the hood and looked into the engine a little bit because it sounded like it was something ignition-related. So I went to go look at all the ignition coils. They seemed fine, so I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll just try to drive down to the parts store. It's only a couple miles away. They'll plug in their reader. They'll tell me what's wrong with it and see what I got to do to fix it. So turn it back on. And of course, it's running 100%. So I was like, huh. All right. So that was an interesting morning. <laughs> Got through the rest of the day. Now, for the moment, I'm just driving around with like the exact tools that I need to take out an ignition coil if I need to. So it's, it's like two, three things, but it's just sitting in the back of the car in case it acts up again. Um, but yeah, the check engine light's gone. It's running smooth. So all right, maybe it was just... I do know that this car is finicky when there's big changes in weather. So mm-hmm. if it's hot one day... And then it's just suddenly cold the next day, like we had rain or something. And being in New Mexico. Yeah. it'll That next morning, it's it's picky. It wakes up, it's grumpy a little bit. And mm-hmm. I can kind of get that because I'm the same way uh, when it comes to weather. So usually on those instances, I try to give it a little extra time just to kind of warm itself up. You know, we sometimes we have those mornings where we got to warm up a little bit slower. We take more time to get ready. Mm-hmm. That's really the way this car acts. That's what I was gonna say. I think your your vehicles have a, uh, like own, their own personalities. Like you know, you're always you got your your motorcycle, but then you got the vehicle that likes you know when you went to the, I think it was your last wrestling show that uh, it liked it gave you that problem. You mm-hmm. had a, 
You had your match, and then you had a long night after then that. Had one. a long night after that. Just because yeah. it likes to be finicky, like you said. Uh-huh. So <laughs> grateful that it wasn't anything at all, from what it seems like. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's a good good thing. Good uh, smooth week. Other than that, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like for me, it's also been that um, I um, kind of inherited a truck from my dad. You know, it's just uh, there at my mom's, and uh, and kind of the same thing. I've just been driving that around, trying to get uh, get it up to par, and driving. And, uh, well, it, it drives, but like, you know, just all those finicky little vehicle things, they can wear you down, man. It's a, they're errands in themselves and their tasks. Once you get there, you have to get under and do everything and all that running around. It, it's, I think that's what's pretty exhausting about a week. It's all those errands. It's not just necessarily the physical activity. It's all the small things. Yeah. They just add up over the course of the week and you get to the end of the week and you're like, crap, I've done so much. Like and the then you go, crap, now I still have to do all the big things. Now I still have to go <laughs> yeah. do grocery shopping. I still have to do laundry, and I still have to cook, and all this other you stuff. Still have to meal prep. Still have to meal prep. <laughs> and uh, no, so uh, anything new? We we know they like hearing about our wrestling. Well, so we had one good return this oh, week yes, on a uh, Monday Night Raw, WWE's flagship program. Mm-hmm. We had the return of one uh, Johnny Gargano, who's yes. made his return from uh, how long has it been since he's been gone? It's Ten been months. a while. No, wait, no, that was uh, Kenny Omega. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. I know he was previously with WWE in mm-hmm. their on their NXT program, mm-hmm. and his contract ran out, and he just decided not to renew, so he just went off. I know he was about to be a dad, so he mm-hmm. went to go do that for a while. He went to go be there for for his family, so he was doing that. Yeah, I remember you and I looked into that, and it was yeah, he just wanted to buckle down and be a family man and mm-hmm. focus on life. So, so he did that, and yeah, he showed back up Monday. Mm-hmm. decided uh, to pick a fight with Theory, so that's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's where we are on, on Raw. Yeah, and a little background behind that, um, in case you're so eager to know, um, Theory was actually, not necessarily like a protege, but they were just like friends, right, in the NXT brand. Yeah. Um, they were like, they went through the, the marriage or, or wait, no, that wasn't the marriage. I can't, I, I'm sorry, I didn't follow NXT so much. Yeah, so I, I, wasn't, I wasn't following a lot around that time. But, but I know that... Um, I know that they, they, they had some kind of faction or some kind of uh, dwelling, so it, they kind of brought that up to the main, you know, the main roster, and I don't know, it's kind of cool to see, because everyone's kind of upset about Theory's push. He's getting a push, and they, it's almost like a John Cena-type push, you know, he's getting shot to the moon, and all of a sudden, here comes Mr. Wrestling, Johnny Wrestling, yeah. and, you know, he's put his foot down and said, well, friend, I don't know about that. And so this I think there's something about having Johnny as your name. You need to have at least like three, some, four different names. Like yeah. You have, you know, Johnny Nitro, John Morrison, mm-hmm. Johnny Impact. Yeah, everywhere Johnny he goes. Mundo, yeah, everywhere exactly. He goes. Everywhere he goes, it's Johnny, Johnny something. Yeah. Now you got Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling. He was Johnny Takeover for a while. Oh, yeah, he was Johnny Takeover. Yeah, so. I mean, and uh, who else? Oh, uh, Punk seems to I don't, I don't i'm not too sure if it's a work or um what what we're seeing in here because actually there's kind of some controversy behind the cell behind that i'm using the wrong foot but he seems to um so him and uh um steampunk and john moxley had a a, reunif- a re or yeah a unification title match and um this is a spoiler alert um john went on to win the match after punk seemingly re-injured his uh, what is it? His right foot that his, he hurt? I think it was his right foot. It's his right foot that is injured, but we, you know, some people are saying that he kicked with his left foot, sold with his right, or vice yeah. versa. I, I wasn't paying that much attention I, to it. Yeah, so. I, I kind of caught off something, and then um, 
after that, it continued what we call a, a squash match. It was actually really fast. Johnny put him away. Um, I don't know if it's, you know, I don't know if this is just a, you know, a work to try to move on with the story or if, you know, he's not up to 100% returning to the ring like they originally thought. And, yeah. and this was just a way to kind of, okay, here we're going to, we're going to all or nothing. and Yeah, which is weird that they decided to have that match on TV instead mm-hmm. of a big pay-per-view next weekend. Yeah, so. well, and that's that's what I was thinking. And I was thinking maybe it was a drop to have like a bigger match. Maybe CM Punk is a little bit more injured than what they're letting off to be. And they're like, well, maybe if we want a good match for that pay-per-view, we're going to have to have a squash match to unify them. Mm-hmm. Then get another competitor in there. But from what I hear, it's CM Punk versus Moxley again. So, so well, we'll see how that goes. We'll see. He could be he could be setting up Moxley to be faking the injury. Mm-hmm. That's not un that's not unheard of. So. But so what happened with this match is I was watching this uh, live or kind of live. I let it go for the half hour, and um, and for um, and you blinked and missed it. I blinked. No, actually, guess what I was doing, Coach. Oh man, what were you doing? You're getting cookies. <laughs> Come on. No, no, actually, even better. What? I was. I was meal prepping. Meal prepping? Yes. Uh-oh. Can, can you believe that? I'm a meal prepper. I can't believe you. <laughs> How dare you? Which I guess kind of brings us to our topic, right? Yeah, that brings us a, a little bit closer to our topic for the week. You know, we're going to be talking about meal prepping. We're going to mm-hmm. be talking about all or nothing thinking. And we're going to be talking about why that's the wrong way to go about nutrition. It's the wrong way to go about exercise and how to actually set yourself up better by avoiding all those tactics so i don't remember if i've mentioned it on the podcast but there have been a few times at wrestling practice where you know i've been i've become known as the the quote-unquote meal prepper because i show up to my two trainings a week and i usually have a little tupperware full of food and that's what i have when practice is done because i don't want to wait until i get all the way home and then cook and then eat because then it's just it's too late for my liking and last week one of the guys there, you know, got to the end of practice. So I sat down, pulled out my, my Tupperware. And one of the guys looked over, saw what I was eating. It was just chicken and rice. And he looked over and he goes, I don't see how you can do that all the time. And so I fired back. I was like, well, that's, I mean, I don't do it all the time. I prep two meals a week. And that's just for Tuesday and Thursday nights after training. The rest of the, the, rest of the week, the other, you know, whatever that is, 19 meals or so, uh, yeah, I don't you know, prep ahead of time. I now, is there merit to prepping ahead of time for every meal? Sure. Mm-hmm. But you know, we also have to respect the fact that not everybody is going to be able to do that. Not everybody wants to do that, nor should anybody want to do that. I mean, again, this is one of those things that we talk about a lot in that it comes from pro bodybuilding, right? Mm-hmm. When you are preparing to get on stage and you're trying to have a very specific look you do want to keep track of every single gram of food and every grain of rice and every ounce of chicken. You want to keep that as tightly controlled as possible. So the best way to do that is to then, yeah, prep all your meals ahead of time and just know that this is, you know, it's 4.3 ounces of chicken. It's a half a cup of rice and however much broccoli and, and blah, 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 and all that stuff. And that's fine for them. But again, if you've listened to any episode in the past, we've talked about this. We've talked about what happens when bodybuilding is done when that show is over they run backstage and they're off to you know some restaurant some buffet or somebody's got food back there and they're not counting anymore it's not prepped anymore they're now going back the other direction now they don't they want 
nothing to be prepped for a while because they spent so much time being so controlled and so extreme that now the now the hammer's swinging back the other way, which is you know fine again for them, but ninety nine point nine percent of us don't have aspirations to be on a bodybuilding stage. So why are we trying to do the same things that those people are doing? Now again, there's some things to be taken from that, right? Which is you know like why I prep twice a week. Mm-hmm. I don't prep all my meals. I prep again. Two meals a week, and that's it. The rest of the time, there's way more freedom. There's a lot of regularity in it. Like, my breakfast is usually pretty much the same, but I don't prep it ahead of time. Um, lunch is somewhat, you know, lunch is somewhat similar. But it's similar in that I focus on getting, you know, protein, carbs, and a little bit of veggies. And I just keep that in the back of my mind. I just kind of plug and play with whatever I have available. And so, the you know, the main lesson to take from that is... You know, take what, take what information you can see around and then figure out how to make it work within your lifestyle. And if it's something that you see and you can't really figure out a way to effectively make it work, first off, reach out to a coach. You got two right here. See if we can help you figure out a way to make it work. And then if not, if you can't make it work, then okay. Like then we, that, that, that not, may not be a good strategy for you because it's better to try to make it work and then accept that it's not going to work than to commit yourself to it and stress yourself out for three, four, five months because you are, you know, because now if you're spending so much time meal prepping every meal, right? Now you're missing birthday parties. Now you're not going out with friends to go eat because it's off diet. You're not spending time with your family because again, you know, they're going to bring out cake or chips or wings or or donuts and you don't want to, you're going to feel stressed out. You don't want to feel left out. You don't want to feel like you're missing out. Wouldn't it be easier to just say, hey, well, if I know that I'm going to go out on the weekend and I know that we're going out somewhere to eat and, you know, Saturday's going to be full because I'm going to a barbecue. Sunday, I'm going to a birthday party. Wouldn't it be then better to just sit down and say, cool, if I know that my weekend's going to be tied up, what can I do Monday through Friday to be successful on those days and then not even worry about the weekend? So now you don't even have to stress out about it because you've already planned for that weekend as part of your week. Yeah, and what I one part of this too is a lot of the misconception. You know, when we when we're talking about the misconception with the meal prep is that everyone thinking you have to prep 5 days in advance yeah. and and you're eating leftovers and it's it really for me, you know, if you like Coach said, if you've listened to our podcast before, if you've if this, this, this is your first episode, go back and listen to some more episodes. But no, it, honestly, guys, we always mention the all or nothing mentality that will get you guys. You think, well, I'm not a meal prepper. I don't want to meal prep. I just don't want to do it. And you're 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 completely abandoning the whole idea and concept when really a lot of what ex- diet and exercise and what a lot of all this is is really just finding what tools, what really works for you and mm-hmm. utilize them in the best way to go towards your goal. And if that is like coach does put prep only two meals a week, two meals a week, that's, that's all he preps, but that's what he needs in between. Like if, like for me, for instance, um, I kind of missed the ball on this one, um, this morning, but when I, when we come and do these recordings, I come to the, I, I go and I coach and then I go to the gym and I do my lift and then I drive uh, 20 minutes here. Well, I eat before I leave uh, my house. However, 
there's a big window in between, you know, when I'm leaving the house, when I'm eating, all the activity I'm doing. There's, there's a reason why we hit that wall, why we hit that brain fog, why we, we run out of energy. And it's because we don't, um, we don't fuel up the way we're supposed to and planning for that. Like when I say meal prepping, I'm talking a blanket term. I'm talking meal planning, meal prepping. It's not even, I'm sure you guys have seen that meme where it's like, where it's somebody who has Tupperware laid out and they have money in there and it says Taco Bell, McDonald's, Burger King. Yeah. You know, and they're like, oh, this meal prepping thing is pretty easy. And I, I'd like to think that it is almost that it way. It kind of is. Yeah. Like that's, that's, you know, for, for a lot of people that don't want to, you know, I tried doing the whole like prep on Sunday for the whole week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And anybody else that's tried also <laughs> knows that by the time Wednesday comes around, that food is starting to go. It's yeah, starting yeah, yeah. to get rubbery. It's just it just doesn't taste. It, mm-hmm. You know, even getting to Wednesday is kind of a stretch. And, and I'm not a picky eater, and I I still even start getting a little yeah, little on it. Yeah, it's not you know it's not about being picky. It's just you know the food is you cooked it on Sunday. It's been three, four, five, six days. Yeah. Like it's not going to be as, as good as it was. Exactly. And you know you don't have to like that's not all meal prepping is. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, and what can be super effective for most people is just taking five minutes out of the end of your day and just say, cool, what am I going to eat tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Just plan it out. Just think mm-hmm. about it. Again, this isn't, you know, nothing's necessarily off off limits, save for, you know, things like allergies and, and things along those lines. But, you know, sit down and just go, cool, what am I going to do for breakfast? When can I have breakfast? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't have breakfast? Okay, cool. Scratch that. When can I fit my meals in? And then figure out if that's what I can fit them in. Cool. What am I going to eat? If you're going to be going out for lunch or if you know you're just going to be, you know, ordering something to be delivered, cool. Figure out what restaurant that's going to be. Look at their menu ahead of time and just figure out what sounds good. You do that for all your meals for the day. And again, it takes you a few minutes. And then all you have to do the next day is just stick to the plan that you set up for yourself. Like mm-hmm. it's not you're not mm-hmm. picking a plan that some random person that has no idea you exist on Instagram mm-hmm. that they're like, hey, just eat these specific things and you'll be fine. They don't know if you even like those things. They don't know how you're going to feel with those things. You're the one sitting down making the plan. You're looking at the restaurants. You're looking at the menus. You're picking. So mm-hmm. all you have to do is stick to your plan, and then you're good to go. You just repeat that every day. Even at this point, like leave out all the numbers, the macros, and you know, just like like he said, plan out your meals. I think the number one issue I see with people, A, not being able to lose weight or be gaining weight and thinking that they're not doing anything wrong by just eating one or two meals a day is the fact that they're eating a bunch of snacks. They're, it, mm-hmm. you, you don't really understand how much you are eating throughout the day unless you plan it out. Even right. if it is, um, you are you think you are eating one meal a day, sit there and assess that. Um, even if we're not talking numbers, we're not talking macros, we're not talking about you should be getting your amount of protein in, but mm-hmm. we're not talking about that right now. What we're talking about is just sitting down and focusing on what you're going to eat. You know, not just randomly eating this. Random. Oh, I only eat once a day. You know, if you're only eating once a day, there's a problem with that. Now, if you're telling me you're eating once a day and you're snacking a bunch, then now we're, there's a lot of accountability, accountability lost in there. Yeah. So I bet if we just bump that up to two times a day, you'd stop snacking. Mm-hmm. Especially like if you did watch, okay, like, look, this is going to be my protein intake for today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a protein shake, uh, you know, between uh, breakfast and lunch, lunch and dinner. But with, at lunch, I'm going to have some chicken and it's going to be my, a good amount of protein for me. Uh, like Coach said, you don't always have to even prep 
breakfast. I never prep a breakfast. Yeah, um, most times, I'll, if I do prep, prep a breakfast, the night before I'll do some overnight oats with some protein. Um, but that's the most prepping breakfast. Like, I guess you really can't prep breakfast, but yeah. I mean, cook yourself some eggs. That's, you know, protein. Just mm-hmm. as long as you're, and that's the number one thing I say. Don't worry about the, the macros. Yeah. Don't worry about the, like, a, the actual meal. Just worry about the protein. Start getting your protein mm-hmm. intake. Just pick Think, stuff that has protein. Yeah. And you know? once you're hitting there, you'll be, you'll be less hungry. You'll start to notice. Somebody came to me the, at the gym the other day and they're, they're talking to me about the other trainer and the trainer that, tra- and how she trains them. And this, this lady, she spends hours on the stair climber trying to lose and maintain weight. And when she got with this trainer, this trainer started having her lift heavy weights and watch her protein intake. Just watch her protein intake. She's like, I've lost six pounds. And I'm like, guys, we're yeah. not just saying this because it's, we it's, like saying the word protein. It's not. <laughs> seriously, it's, that's all it is, right? It's protein, lift heavy, drink mm-hmm. water, mm-hmm. go outside. Plan Walk, those. That's it. Plan those. That, write that on write that in your in your notes app on your phone mm-hmm. and at the end of every day plan how you're going to do all four of those things throughout the day mm-hmm. that's that be, it that could be your meal prepping that's for it. the week that's your that's your recipe for success mm-hmm. I, like and it really doesn't have to be chicken broccoli because i did you know guys i always do my my little google before the shirt before the show just to see what the internet's saying about our topic and it was it pops up all kinds of chicken and broccoli meals it, it and it says like how coach said uh you prep on sunday and one of the questions is if i prep on sunday will it be good through the week and it's like no you know we're we're we're, we're failing to understand that this is a tool here and we can a hammer it's like well how do I hit a nail with a hammer? How, any which way you really want. It, it really works. There's a good way to do it. There's a bad way to do it. But a hammer is a tool that you use. And any which way you use a, t- a hammer, I mean, I guess that's the worst analogy. But the the tool that you're using benefits you. Mm-hmm. Whichever which way you need to use this tool, use it. If you're be- if you're only prepping two meals a week, and that's for you know to get you from, you know work to soccer practice or work to to wrestling practice or whatever it may be you have that window and you're like this is where i fail this is where i can't you know this is where i can't get in this meal and then after seven o'clock at night all i do is snack yeah i can't stop snacking one of one of my clients he's a he's a letter carrier for the Mm, postal service and so you know he's he's real restricted with how he can actually do any sort of like meal prepping like Mm -hmm, he has mm -hmm. he already had his routine like he would do he had his breakfast set up already. He had his lunch. It was basically like a sandwich and some chips. And then he and his fiance would go out for dinner and they would, you know, they would go to some restaurants and they would figure out where they were going to go from there. And I was like, okay, cool. First thing I told him was like, cool, we're not going to touch dinner. Like, I don't want to upset that part of your life, right? Mm-hmm. If that's the time that you're spending with your fiance going out, enjoying each other, let's not affect that. Let's focus on everything lunch and breakfast oriented so the only thing we did was i was like cool just add a protein shake to breakfast add a protein shake to lunch he lost 15 pounds in three months he added something and lost weight i didn't tell him don't eat chips because chips are bad i was like keep your chips yeah i didn't tell him change his sandwich because oh no white bread is bad kept that he didn't change anything in breakfast he just added two protein shakes and then started losing weight so 
Coach and I have an argument to get to here in a little bit, guys. Uh-oh. But, oh, uh, I think I know what this is, yeah, too. Yeah, so he mentioned protein shakes, and it clicked a light on in my head. No, and uh, when we talk about protein shakes and you talk about supplementing, um, I never try That's to exactly say... That's exactly what they're for. You, yes. You just hit the nail on the head. They're there to supplement your diet. Exactly. They're not there to replace. They're not there to make your diet miserable. They're to add to what you're already doing. Yeah, when we say get more protein, and you're like, I don't know how to do it, guys. This is how we do it. We supplement. We... You know, sometimes it is hard to get like, like for instance, at breakfast, it is hard to get that extra little bit of protein that you do need to keep you satiated throughout the whole day. These are worth that help. Um, uh, uh, a client of mine with type two diabetes, I always tell him eat some fruit, some nuts, and a protein shake at 10 a.m. We found that that's the time. That's the time where he started to get that little bit of grumpiness, that little mm-hmm. bit of sugar, insulin. The insulin starts to whisper in his ear, and we figured out we start curbing that. And that insulin subsides. He doesn't go and eat a whole bunch of box of little Debbies, and he has energy f- until two o'clock. Two right. o'clock comes around, we have another snack. Mm-hmm. And it's weird how like, you know, I, this isn't the protein episode, <laughs> but it, we we keep going back to that because that is the essential, um, you know, thing of of meal prep. It's how your body builds everything. Yeah, protein. And, and when when you really start. When you start with protein, you start, okay, I need to get my good a good amount of protein in for the day. And you start focusing on that. Everything trickles in. Okay, now what about carbs? Now what mm-hmm. about fats? Well, now they can start following in. Now you're not so hungry for carbs. Now you're, if you're not putting carbs first, you're not trying to make up and you're not trying to get... Yeah, because you're not hungry again in yeah, 30 minutes. Exactly. So that's why, you know, even when we talk about meal prepping as a blanket term, there's always levels to everything. You can go from, you know, I'm prepping my my midday snack to I'm a bodybuilder and I want to have a total body recomposition. It's your tool. You mm-hmm. utilize it that way. It's there's no set rules. Google it guys. I'm, I guarantee there's no list of rules there. And if there's a list of rules, I'm going to burn it down. Yeah, you just, know? just get out of that page right away. And yeah, I exactly. mean, yeah, I used to prep a, an afternoon snack mm-hmm. and it was two oranges and a protein shake. That was it. Yeah, I bring a burrito. A burrito. <laughs> you guys, I bring a burrito to the podcast. <laughs> I wish. Um, no, I bring a banana and a, and a protein shake sometimes for after, like after the workout. I, I usually eat before my workout, so I don't save the, the protein for immediately after. Yeah. But I know it's going to be a long time, so I, I prep a snack. Um, anything, really. I, like, there's no amount of set meals you have to do. There's no yeah. amount of set, like... Like again, the macros. Even it, like if you do, if you have worked with a trainer and you've worked out your macros, by all means, stick to those. And and, and like like Tony said, he um we they added something. Him mm-hmm. him and a client added something, and the guy lost fifteen pounds. So stick to what you're you know you're being told. It's not. You and know, he's not an odd case for me either. Most people I focus. That's like the first thing I tell mm-hmm. people. Cool, let's add protein, because mm-hmm. I've yet to come across somebody that is adequately consuming protein. So my first step is add protein and we're going to add some heavy training and that's it. And all of a sudden, magically, things start progressing the way we want them to. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with the person that um, we had. Well, last week we talked about reverse dieting. I had somebody that was only eating one meal a day and then we're working them up to a, a good amount of calories this week mm-hmm. just to just to start because she wasn't finding any weight loss. Right. And it was and then she's like, I just kind of keep gaining. And it's like, well, let's try this. Let's spread them out. But mm-hmm. you're and. It's so funny because you do get that that kind of pushback where it's like, 
I'm eating more. I can't because and, and, and it's it makes sense to have that pushback, right? Yeah. It's like, well, I'm trying to exactly. lose weight. Why exactly. are you telling me to eat more food? Are you insane? Yeah, I get that. We're we're fighting the media here, guys. Mm-hmm. Like you know, um, when we talk about when we say stuff like meal prep, people are, it, their mind goes automatically to they have to have six days worth of four meals, five meals a day prepped out, and it has to be all be 100% healthy, dry. No salt, like boiled or baked chicken yeah, with no salt it. because salt's apparently bad, even though that's not true either. Oh, yeah, it's got to be rice. It's got to be brown rice because white rice oh, yeah. is terrible yeah, yeah, for yeah, you, which rice. isn't true either. I love white rice, and it's got to be broccoli because all the other vegetables have carbs, and that's bad, which yeah. also isn't true. Are you seeing a pattern here yet, yeah. listeners? You know, it's it's the media that we're always fighting here. It's like, you know, it, it, with with weight loss. You know, of course, guys, there's the calorie deficit. Of course, there's a calorie deficit and weight loss. But if you've listened to us before, guys, we don't like to talk about this stuff in just the term of weight loss. Because mm-hmm. that's that's part of the puzzle. It's a bonus. Like, if, if we just say, like it's, it's like Coach said, it's true. All you need to do to lose weight is be in a calorie deficit. Like period, end of story. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is it's not indicative of how we work in reality mm-hmm. right so there's you know if you if you type in i think you could probably find this on google by typing in twinkies and weight loss you'll find <laughs> or you'll find this article of this professor that proved by just eating twinkies he just did twinkies and he lost weight mm-hmm. so it's true right like if you just eat less calories than your body needs you will lose weight mm-hmm. the problem is as we all know there's maybe we don't know consciously but i'm gonna i'm gonna Point this out for you. There's a difference in say, 1,500 calories of nothing but pop tarts. I'm using pop tarts because I just had that with breakfast. I love pop tarts. Um, versus 1,500 calories of veggies, fruit, mm-hmm. meat. Right? Mm-hmm. If it's just pop tarts, we all know we're going to be hungry again. You know, if you have 1,500 calories worth of pop tarts, that's probably. Well, let me think about that. That's six pop tarts, seven pop tarts, something like that. You could realistically have that pretty well, pretty well, just in the morning, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not a big amount of food; it's just a lot of calories. Three packages. Yeah. the The issue with that is cool. Now you've had that by lunch. Well, what are you going to eat for the rest of the day? Because if you finish those pop tarts by eleven, guess what? Your body's going to be telling you by twelve thirty at the absolute latest. You're going to be mm-hmm. starving again because pop tarts break down really fast. Your body absorbs them really fast, and then it just burns them off really fast. It's either going to use them for energy. Or it's going to use them to store energy and muscle, or it's going to use them to store in fat for energy for later. And when you get hungry again, you know, in the afternoon, what are you going to do? Are you going to just not eat for the rest of the day because you hate your calories? You can do that. That's a that's an option. That's mm-hmm. a choice. But most of us, when you go that long without eating, you're going to get cranky. Mm-hmm. You're going to get grumpy. You're going to take it out on people. And it's just going to affect your mood. It's going to affect your relationships because you're going to be you're going to be unhappy. Whereas if you focus on better quality food and you just had you know three balanced meals, protein, carbs, maybe some veggies or something you know something along those lines, and you just have quality meals three times a day. Now you can still get those same 1,500 calories. You'll feel full longer because you're getting protein. You'll your energy will be a lot more balanced throughout the day because you're getting veggies you're getting again protein and some carbs to provide that energy and so now because it's spread out throughout the day you don't feel like snacking your energy stays balanced which also means your mood stays balanced you're not irritable you're not grumpy 
your sleep is not trash anymore because you're so because your blood sugar is so insane and so crazy it you know it's a different picture and mm-hmm. so that's why just saying you know eat less isn't it's true but it's not really useful right because there's different ways to, that you can do that mm-hmm. i think uh, there is i want to say it was a biology high school teacher it was a teacher of some sort and he wanted to prove that he could eat mcdonald's every day and lose weight and he did he lost 30 pounds but then that one's been done a lot. There's there's yeah. an old YouTube video, a YouTube series, because it was back in the day where YouTube was limited at ten minutes of video. Uh-huh. So you just had five videos, and it was a personal trainer. It was right after Supersizing came out. Oh, right? Okay, and yeah, yeah. Really. The whole thing of Supersizing was showing how terrible it is, and really, it's an exercise in showing. Well, like, yeah, if you don't control yourself, mm-hmm. it's bad because That's... he would get supersized if they ever suggested it. So I'm like, okay, That's... exercise some control. You can still have McDonald's. Yeah, which is what this this trainer show just like the same thing as the teacher that if you control it and you actually monitor again awareness Mm -hmm. around what you're eating planning yeah awareness and planning shocker he lost fat he actually gained muscle Mm -hmm. and his blood markers improved so it wasn't just like oh the scale shows it was better his blood like his internal health got medically better yeah and i like when it when it comes to and you're thinking like well when do i prep like when do i need to eat my meals and you know, or why, like if you're thinking, why do I need a meal prep? If you hit, if you're at work and you hit that, that 2 p.m. like slow, like, you know, slow moment where you need like some energy. I've always talked about like, if you find yourself, um, like if you find yourself needing energy, do your squats, do get your body moving, then, you know, see if how much energy that gives you. Then I, I start saying, well, maybe it's your food that you need to eat. You know, like you start, taking away like okay is it your food is it your energy level when people go and they think they need starbucks more more than anything they just need to eat or drink water have some protein or have some water and i think if i always always challenge people to say you know if you have your protein and you have a lot of water you won't need that energy drink you won't need that starbucks the problem with that is is the energy drink in the Starbucks, they usually hit energy faster and harder. So mm-hmm. we tend to gravitate towards those more because we feel them. Yeah. Even though we'll have the energy lasting longer with protein and water and just a little bit of light exercise. The problem is one, it takes more work to do, especially on the exercise part. Mm-hmm. The other thing is the, you know, the energy from just having protein and water, it takes longer for it to kick in and mm-hmm. it kicks in a lot slower. So we tend to think that maybe it's not doing anything, mm-hmm. even though, you know, when, and by the time, we would get to a point where we should be noticing that like, Oh, we still have energy. We're already like where our minds are on something else mm-hmm. because it's been hours at that point. So rightfully so we're not even paying attention to that. Anymore. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I like to think of our meals as like, you know, instead of putting one huge log on the fire, we're putting a bunch of like, you know, smaller logs mm-hmm. throughout the day to keep that fire burning at a, at a, at a more, you know, levels like burn. Yeah. And I, I, I like to think of it that way. And you know, whenever, and it, like like it is, we're we're in a society of instant gratification, mm-hmm. and you know when you everything do, has to feel like something. It's yeah, like it bugs me because yeah, everything has to feel like something. Yeah, like pre workouts yeah. have to make your skin feel like it's on fire, even mm-hmm. though the thing that makes your skin feel like it's on fire doesn't actually do anything for your workouts. Mm-hmm. But somebody figured out that like, hey, if we can just water. yeah, you know. But somebody figured out yeah, if we can just make it feel like something's happening, if we can just mm-hmm. make it feel like it's making you hotter because it's just increasing your heart rate, you'll buy more because you feel like it's doing something. When really at the end of the day, one of the best, most efficient pre-workouts is just a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. You get a little bit of caffeine and you're fine. And most of everything else that's in a workout, in a pre-workout is is 
just to help you feel something. Mm-hmm. I use an energy drink to, to for my pre-workout. Mm-hmm. And I, I think if you're if you're somebody that um, you know, and this is a common case, so it's you know no shame in it. But if you're this type of person, you know, you don't eat much, you eat dinner, and then after dinner, you know, you snack all the way till it's bedtime, or you get up in the middle of um, the night to go and just have that. For me, it's ice cream, cookies, everything, you know, and there's a reason why it's all that sugar because you're, you know, you just, and I think if you were to plan, you know, that's, I think that's where meal prepping really comes into advantage. For, like if, if you're that person that does that, this is your tool. Mm-hmm. This is where you plan and you're like, well, how do I do that? Your protein. You want to plan your protein meals for your evening. You want to have, if you're having simple sugars in your evening, again, I'm not talking about, I'm not going to down talk any kind of carb. I, I love all carbs, guys. All yeah. carbs are created equal. Just know that different carbs have different effects on the body. Mm-hmm. If you just have, you know, simple sugars, that's okay. But just know that your body's going to be hungry and craving for more a lot, a mm-hmm. lot sooner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you have that, um, if, if you don't eat all day and you don't have enough protein with your, you, you stop at Wendy's. You get a, a cheeseburger, fries, and a bunch of, and a soda. You have that. That's almost all carb and fat almost simple carbon fat not try, again not trying to demonize carbs or anything but when that's all you've had then you know there's a reason why after eating a bunch of chinese food you're hungry in an hour and a half and if you have that for dinner mm-hmm. you know like that's what we're saying planning if you're aware in your mind and say okay if i have all this all this fat and all this uh, simple sugar at seven o'clock at night that's usually what triggers me to go at midnight to go get more. Mm-hmm. My body is screaming for sugar at that point. That's when you take that awareness and you take the goals set in your mind and you say, I want to curb that. We're going to work on that. And you milk plan for that. I'm not saying you have to go eat chicken rice and, or chicken brown rice, boiled chicken brown rice and steamed broccoli. No, 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 no. Just plan. Just plan uh, your protein, water intake, and um and just your meal intake. You yeah. shouldn't be starving by the end of the day. Yeah, you know, just like Coach said, just sit down, plan it out, plan it out, you know, the day before, look at the plan you have written out, and, you know, you if you if you write it all out and you have it in front of you, we all know what it's supposed to look like, right? Mm-hmm. So there's no groundbreaking information around nutrition for the most part. Like, we all know that, like Coach said, you know, simple simpler carbs are going to leave us feeling hungrier sooner right like we've all felt that we've all been to the chinese restaurants at the buffet mm-hmm. and we've gone crazy and then you know an hour two hours later we feel like we didn't eat anything we've all been there so it's not new information but you know if you sit down you write everything out and you have your plan for the next day and you're looking at it generally speaking you know you can look at it and be like all right cool i, I need to make some adjustments here i need to add some most likely, I need to add some protein. Maybe I need to add some veggies. And then just figure out where you can reasonably add those in. Can you have more protein for lunch, more protein for dinner? Can you add in some veggies somewhere else? You know, and just make those tweaks and and move forward with there, you know? And it's not it's not a it's not a, a situation of like cool find, you know, the the, the quote-unquote five best foods for weight loss and just mm-hmm. make your meal plan around that. It's, you know, enjoy your food still so if you still want to go to i don't know red robin mm-hmm. you know you're supposed to go to red robin with a co-worker for lunch on wednesday awesome cool go look up the menu ahead of time so you don't feel pressured to pick something right away and you know look at their look at their menu look at their burgers look at their chicken sandwiches 
find something that seems good. And then when you find something that seems good, write that down for Wednesday's lunch. And then all you have to do is just stick to that when you get to Red Robin on uh, on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I And this is when we talk about not demonizing any kind of macro or hating on any types of food bad food good food this is how we talk about how you guys can do this again uh we uh, the concept with the pop tarts and and red robin um you know you guys can have those but just understand that the calorie dense food that you have to actually when you actually plan around these things you can still incorporate them into your diet Mm -hmm. it's just with the right correct planning you're not going to fly off the wagon you're not you're not just going to completely go you know, that this is how cheap meals turn into cheap days, turn into cheap weekends. In months. In months. And then before you know it, you're trying to relearn and trying to get back to where you were five months ago. You know, it, and it really, guys, again, I'm going to go and stress. I'll, I'll get to some recipes here in a second, you know, because I'm a meal prepper. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm really going to stress it is for you guys. Like, it really is, you know, or and like going out to eat with, uh, with friends. It's, it's the Red Robin in planning ahead of time. Like, okay. It, not necessarily I, one of the things that make me cringe I know I've said this before is when people say I'm not gonna eat all day because I plan to go out tonight don't do that that's not meal planning yeah right <laughs> meal planning is planning your protein and everything like it associated with that and that you're not gonna completely fly off your um, your gains mm-hmm. you know like we said you're not gonna that one meal isn't gonna mess up all your hard work right you know, as long as you plan it, as long as you're aware of where that meal is and, you know, and not that it's going to happen every, that you're not getting 1700 calories every meal from on, from then on from that meal. Um, me, I like to plan, I like to plan my, my lunch and my dinners with meal prepping. Mm-hmm. And for me, like we, we said, the Asian, I like to go a little Asian cuisine with my meal prepping. I like to have a little fun with, with the variety of what I prep. Um, mm-hmm. You know, tips, I, I always go, I always think about what protein I want, what, what kind of protein do I want to taste, mm-hmm. you know, and being here in New Mexico, here's a brag, I'm going to flex on all you listeners, all the millions listening around the world, here in the great state of New Mexico, we are blessed with uh, New Mexican food, and I, I've learned to even adapt that into my, my meal prepping, I you know, I use a lot of our chili, um, bell pepper, onions, and I'll prep not just the meals. Um, I think that that's another misconception. Everyone thinks that you have to prep the meal, the, the whatever your macros are, you know, the, the half cup of rice, mm-hmm. the, the, the six grams of chicken, whatever it is. And what I, what I always suggest too is you can even just, as far as meal planning goes, just make all your protein, make all your carb sides, make all your vegetable the way you like it. For me, the way, two styles I lean to. Spanish and Asian. That's what brought this up. And that's why I was talking about New Mexico and bragging about New Mexico. Spices, spices, spices are your best friends. Yeah. And I, I make me some nice spicy chicken, make me some nice tasty chicken, and or just grilled chicken. So I have chicken, tasty chicken, a lot of it just made, a lot of turkey. My protein is accounted for for the next two days. Yeah. I know that. And so what do I do? I start structuring around that protein. I'll um I'll be like, well, what goes good with Spanish and Asian food? Rice. Yep. And I like 
white rice. I don't like brown rice, guys. I like white rice. And so I cook my my white rice, and now I've I found this nice little thing when when I cook my veggies, and I'm like nice, and I cook them in a pan with some spray, and I like when I mix my veggies now with my rice, and I'll mix it, I'll chop up my amount of protein, throw it in, make myself a rice bowl, mm-hmm. maybe a splash of teriyaki sauce. Yeah, you know, flavor is always good. It keeps me going. I mean, what's the extra little bit of flavor if I stay on the path of that yeah. I'm on, you know, and then again with the Spanish. Because that's always one of the issues is, you know, people will meal prep, you know, your chicken, broccoli and rice for mm-hmm. six days for six meals a day. Mm-hmm. And then we'll say that it doesn't taste good. I'm like, well, it kind of doesn't. Like, yeah, I mean, I if you're not using any seasoning on the chicken mm-hmm. and you're just boiling it because for whatever reason, however you want to cook, you've been convinced yeah. is bad. Yeah, it's not going to really taste all that good for a week straight season your chicken guys yeah yeah i've got this lemon pepper seasoning that i've been oh, using on my chicken it's amazing it's right. so good I just, and it's a seasoning so no extra calories yeah right i like to find my herbs i like to find yeah. uh, that's why i was bragging season about new mexico we have red chili powder guys mm-hmm. i i'm gonna brag about that because when i go to make my my grilled chicken you could throw some salt pepper yeah i don't i, I use salt guys believe it or not salt pepper chili um I grill it, and then I'll, I'll make me some bell peppers, uh, onions. I call them num-nums because I love onions. Um, onions, bell peppers, just all the vegetables, kind of almost like fajita style. Yeah. It's going like this fajita style because then I'll have my cup of rice. Sometimes I'll substitute the rice for uh, um, a wrap, and I'll have a, what I call a fajita wrap. You know, um, Sometimes I'll have the rice with it. You know, It's just now that I've made all these ingredients, I didn't necessarily prep a bunch of meals i prepped ingredients mm-hmm. and i think that's another misconception people think okay you need a bunch of chicken rice broccoli meals prep six to, uh, three a day six days a week and that's the only way you can meal prep and it's like no we can meal prep the ingredients a lot of a lot of chefs talk to a chef not even somebody who's in fitness not even somebody who um, meal preps or cares two craps about bodybuilding talk to them about how they prep their ingredients it's a chef They'll say, yeah, we prep we prep all our ingredients. So whenever we go to make a meal, boom, you need a cup of, of onions, you need a, a cup of this, cup of that. It's ready to go. It's convenient. Meal prepping makes your life convenient, guys. Yeah. It's not meant to be this 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 cool Meal prepping is what literally every restaurant does in the hours before their doors open. Exactly. They've got a whole team of chefs that come in mm-hmm. and they're prepping meat, they're prepping, you know, they're they're portioning out meat, they're portioning out pasta if it's if they have pasta. And, you know, they're they're doing all the hard work ahead of time so that when it's in the middle of a lunch rush or a dinner rush and they get a ticket for a dish, they can just go, Cool, let me just grab that, grab that, grab that, heat them mm-hmm. up appropriately. There you go. Put them on the plate and out you go. That's how, you know, a pasta dish can come out in like five or eight minutes. When we all know if you've ever cooked pasta None of them ever, it, they don't, the noodles don't get cooked that fast. Mm-hmm. But how do they do it? Well, they spend hours cooking a huge batch of it in the morning and then they portion it out. And then when the order comes in, they dip it right back in hot water to get it hot again mm-hmm. and then onto the plate it goes. Yeah, I, I don't think a lot of people um, realize when I, uh, one of the things I get pushed back on was, you know, they don't like leftovers, they don't like reheating food. And if you saw the behind the scenes at a lot of your favorite restaurants, Applebee's, Chili's, 
any restaurant. Applebee's and, and Chili's are known for having just like a row of microwaves. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, they they they. It's a lot of heated up food. You, they just prep it good, guys. Yeah, it it really comes down to knowing how to cook. I'm not telling anyone they know how to cook, but it is really just prepping the food. You're not prepping the meal per se mm-hmm. for a healthy um, endeavor, but really you're prepping a meal because that's what happens. That's how you come up with a good yeah. feast. Um, they, you know, you take a place like an Applebee's or Chili's, you know, they'll heat something up in the microwave and it's, you know, a lot of times it's not anything like meat. Like they have grills and everything for stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, but they'll have some things where like the the recipe calls for like, yeah, just put it in the microwave for a while. Mm-hmm. Just heat it up because it's something that can be done that way. It's just easier to do it that way. Oh. And, I mean, restaurants do it all the time. A lot of the chicken you get, like from a lot of the restaurants, are is reheated chicken, guys. Yeah. They don't trust a lot of their cooks to cook chicken to uh, temp. So they'll have people cook it. They freeze it, flash freeze it. They just they throw it on the grill. It's still mm-hmm. grilled at that point, but it's just they, heated yeah, up on the grill. They'll heat it up in the microwave, mm-hmm. and then they'll put it on the grill for a few seconds just for to give it some grill lines. Mm-hmm. And then onto the plate it goes, and then out to you. So, I mean, even if you guys are saying, I can't, I can't, it doesn't taste good. It, it just doesn't. It's on you guys. This is your tool. You utilize it. Like, then really the solution may be because there's you know there there's lots of things out there about you know some food when it's after it's cooked like it can start tasting funky just by being mm-hmm. around you know just by being in contact with oxygen it can actually change the taste of food especially mm-hmm. like chicken seems to be one of the biggest culprits so you know then the answer is okay then don't prep a whole week mm-hmm. like don't like mm-hmm. can you do two days at a time of prepping maybe you can maybe you can't and if you can't okay awesome like at the at the very bottom level of this whole meal prepping thing is just sit down and write down your meals for the next day mm-hmm. and then just have everything ready and that's it so if you can if you can handle the the taste of prepping you know for days in advance do that if you can't because there's some people out there that they, they just don't like the idea of leftovers at all awesome just write out your meals for the next day so you don't mm-hmm. have to cook them the day before and store them overnight just have them written down so that you at least know this is what I'm doing. And then I think you posted something, I think a few months ago at this point, of meal prepping and you just had like ingredients in a bucket. Like oh, you yeah. had like, mm-hmm. like nothing was cooked, but you just had like chicken and you had like the bag of rice mm-hmm. in, you know, a bucket that just said Monday. Like do that. Just write your oh, meals yeah, out yeah, 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 and yeah. then just have your ingredients set aside. Nothing has to be cooked yet. I remember Just, that. you know, so that when it comes time for like, oh, Monday dinner, just grab the Monday dinner bucket. Mm-hmm. Everything is in there. This is what, you know, uh, all the meal services do like your every plate and, and mm-hmm. hello fresh and things like that. They send you all the ingredients you need for your, for your food. So that when you're ready to cook, you know, you have your recipe card and it just says grab these things. Just, mm-hmm. You're basically just doing that. Just get a bucket, put in all the stuff you need for your Monday dinner. That way when it's time, you just grab the bucket, and you put it on the counter. There you go. Yeah, I forgot about that post because that post is really good because what it was is it was a picture of a pantry. Mm-hmm. And they had like these, tu- these like huge tubs. And it, like you said, they uh, it was... And it, and it necessarily wasn't quote unquote healthy food. It was just planned meals. And what I liked about that is, yeah, like, like you said, it really is like the HelloFresh. You just go pull the box. There's no question about yeah. it. I mean, one of the biggest things I see people uh, gripe about is, what do I, I hate having to figure out what I need to eat for dinner. Well, here you go, guys. Yeah. There's no question about it. And then, so, and then looking for, for ingredients around the kitchen and in mm-hmm. the pantry. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you get 80% of the way there and you're like, crap, I don't have this one thing. And exactly. then you decide, I don't want the whole meal. 
yeah, there, there's no thinking to it. You just go grab it and you put it together. Um, you don't have to sit there and be like, well, do I have this? Do I have that? You know it's there and ready to go as soon as you're mm-hmm. ready for it. That's what I like about meal prepping. You know, you can't really skip around it. Um, but with, like, and then, like, we went back to the Sunday, you know, the whole thing with meal prepping. You start Sunday night, you prep your whole week. If Sunday night you're sitting there before or you, right before you go grocery shopping, even if you have to do that, I think meal planning is even just... If you want to go to McDonald's, just plan ahead. Look at this is what I'm going to get. This is what calories. This mm-hmm. is the amount of fat it is. As long as if you do want to go along with that joke where they had their money next to the yeah. the, the Tupperware, that's fine. Don't don't wait until you get there mm-hmm. because one, if you're waiting till you get there, one you're likely already hungry, mm-hmm. and just like you shouldn't go grocery shopping when you're hungry because yeah. you end up making all kinds of extra choices you don't have to make. Same thing with going to a drive-through and ordering food. Don't do it when you're hungry. But then when else would you go, right? So, but if you if you wait until you're there to make your decision, now you're likely going to be even more hungry. So you're going to make even heavier decisions. You're just going to get a lot of extra food. Mm-hmm. Your eyes are going to be bigger than your stomach. We all know that saying, right? Two, you're gonna you're gonna end up falling prey to the way that all restaurants design their menus. Like they're designing their menus to get you to order something usually something particular like they want you to order something specific a lot of times it's because it's easier for the kitchen to make or sometimes it's just because they make better profit on this particular item so they're gonna you know their menus are gonna guide you to certain items and that's typically what they are set up for they're not necessarily set up for have this because it's the most balanced thing on the menu or have this because it's low calorie or have this because it's high protein or anything like that they just they you know they're, they're businesses, so mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out how to maximize efficiency. So it's either sell you on things where they can make the most profit or sell you on things that just doesn't take them a lot of effort to do. So if it's something mm-hmm. that doesn't take a lot of time, they're going to push you towards that because they can you know they know they can just get that order in, get it out, and then boom, you're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So plan, you know, look at the menu ahead of time before you get to the restaurant. Or, you know, you don't have to look up the menu. If it's a menu that you know, just think about it beforehand. Before you get into the line, just think about and just have it decided, right? This is what I'm getting. Cool. When you get there, just get that. Mm -hmm. That's, that's like, when I always tell people, like, you grab that that handful of chips, like, it's a mindless thought. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't think about it, but then there's a few hundred calories just right there. And that's what we're talking about. If you go and you have it, at least make that conscious decision to go have it you know that you know what it entails not just you know these you know these shooting from the hip type decisions mm-hmm. where you're like because if you're anything like me you pull up into the mcdonald's um or the taco bell taco bell is bad you know 20 dollars later for just myself and i have yeah. like soft tacos gorditas and the, the five layer burrito all that walking running out and it's it's like coach said you go to the store um hungry you're gonna leave with the menu and you're, and you're gonna fall right into whatever whatever it is they're advertising. There's a lot of times where you know you can go to, uh, you know McDonald's for example, and they'll have something. You know they all their menus I think now are those LED boards, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're like TVs just turned sideways, and a lot of times they'll have these sales going on where it's like you know you get to pick two and it's like five or six bucks or something, mm-hmm. and a lot of times their sandwiches by themselves are six dollars so it's like cool well it's basically buy one get one free Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so who doesn't want to do that right so if you have no idea what you're going to get and you see well if i get two big macs i can save a lot of money and then you decide cool i'm gonna get two big macs well 
once we buy them, we also don't want to waste the other one. So maybe we have somebody else we can give it to. A lot of times we don't, and we just say, okay, I'm just going to eat them both. Well, the problem with that is a Big Mac has about 550 calories. Mm-hmm. So if you now have two Big Macs, now you're at 1,100 calories. Mm-hmm. And your fat is going to be through the roof because these are two cheeseburgers. Basically, these are two burgers with two beef patties. Mm-hmm. And your protein will be okay, right? Because it's, it's a decent amount of beef. But it's not. It's really not going to be high enough for how much fat you're getting. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it's it's a lot of calories for what you're what you're trying to shoot for. And again, they're Big Macs, so there's a lot of simple sugars, simple carbs in the in the buns. So you're likely to be hungry again pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Plus, and this is true a lot of time, a lot more with fast food, but it's also true of just regular, you know, full service type restaurants as well. But they, you know, their their foods and their menus are designed to make you want more. Mm-hmm. So they're des- that's why McDonald's fries, they dissolve so easily, right? Mm-hmm. They're designed to have you eat more so mm-hmm. that if they, you know, if they dissolve fast when you eat them, you're going to just order the next size up the next time. And they're so delicious. And they're, they're really good. They figured yeah. out the exact combination of, you know, if you, if you go and look this up, it's basically a combination of sugar, fat, and salt. Mm-hmm. You figure out the right ratio of all that, you can make a delicious food that everybody will just be craving for incessantly. How many people love mcdonald's fries how many people want chick-fil-a fries on sunday mm-hmm. right and it's it's again it's that that triangle effect you come up with that that combination of those three and you gotta you got a home run yeah it's all marketing too mm-hmm. like it really it's all marketing. it really is guys like to get you in there to keep you coming back and to and because i i looked up the my, my my go-to at mcdonald's is uh, mcdoubles mm-hmm. and it's not just one i like to get two or three of those guys and I, when i looked them up i was like like oh wow it, and it's quick to get away from you like with the mm-hmm. fries you get the large uh, the large fries it, it's really quick to, and and I, I was funny that you said uh sugar fat and salt because i was um i forget what food item we were talking about and somebody was like i just don't get why i can't stop eating it and i can't i don't get why it's so good and i was like well because all it is is sugar and fat like that's mm-hmm. all that's good and um, yeah it's it's interesting because people still say that carbs are bad uh-huh. right and they still say that carbs make you fat and i've yet to come across somebody that has a weight issue but is also addicted to fruit usually yes, they're always craving cookies and they're craving cake and they're mm-hmm. craving donuts and they're craving everything that has sugar fat and salt uh-huh. it's that combination it's not just sugar it's these foods that are they're designed to get you to eat more they're designed to make you want more because they taste so damn good and they are, you know, they're engineered to, you know, for lack of a better word, they're engineered to addict you to them, to those foods. Well, yeah, last night when I was watching TV, I put it on mute and then I was kind of watching the commercials and I was like, these commercials got me really hungry. I was starving by the end of it. And I was like, pizza and everything. Yeah. I couldn't think about it. And I was like, man, this isn't even a real craving. This is just a visual craving. I'm mm-hmm. just seeing this stuff. So my mind's telling me like, yeah, they show you the close-ups of the burgers. They show you the the cheese stretching out on oh, the, the pizza. pizza. Oh yeah, yep. the cinnabites being just dunked in some mm-hmm. sauce. It's like, you know, it's it's real hard to. Um, it's kind of set up against us guys, and you know this is why we need a plan. You know, we're not telling you you guys need to all go on a bodybuilding restrictive diet tomorrow, but you know the world is kind of set up against you in the sense yeah. of like your health and your health journey. And, you know, if you learn how to, like, you know, you know, 
like, navigate your yeah, way through. There's there's absolutely nothing wrong with going to a McDonald's and beforehand just deciding, cool, I'm getting a quarter pounder meal. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. And then all you have to do is just stick to that when you get there. Yes. Have that aware, conscious decision that mm-hmm. we're always talking about. And I mean, if okay, so say you're not trying to eat the whole, you know, eat at fast food and you're, you know, you like the idea of meal prepping or even just the ingredients. I want to get to weighing this stuff out because that's means that seems to be an issue too. And I think I, like why some people don't want to meal prep is, you know, they think start thinking macros. They start thinking, okay, I have need to weigh it out. And in I can't remember which episode it was, but Coach Tony gave us a perfect method. It goes and so you can combine my method of you know cooking all your proteins and cooking all your carbs and your veggies and your fats. And combining them with the method of using your hand to weigh these things out. Yep. Using a hand to measure them, like the palm of your hand to weigh. Um, I don't know. Do you want to go over that one, Coach? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, if you don't want to worry about messing with food scales and, and you know measuring everything out to the gram or to the ounce, you can just use your hand to keep track of your food throughout the day. So, the way you would use your hand is if you open up your hand and you're just looking at your palm, the size of your palm, not counting your fingers, right? So just that middle part of your hand, that's typically going to count as one portion of protein. So typically for most people, that's going to land anywhere between 20 and 30 grams of protein. Obviously, this is dependent on the size of your hand. The So then from there, if you take your hand and you cup it, right? So you bring your fingers together, you're cupping it like you're at a store and somebody's giving you change. And you look at the size of that. That's basically going to count as one portion of carbs. So it could be whatever. It could be rice. It could be potatoes, fries, whatever, right? Just one portion of carbs is the size of a cupped hand. And then when you go for a a vegetable portion, you basically close your fist. The size of that fist is the size of a veggie portion. And then lastly, if you still wanted to add like extra fat, like nuts, if you wanted to add butter, if you wanted to add oil, that's basically going to be the size of your thumb to count as uh, one portion of fat. The biggest benefit, there are a couple of huge benefits to going this way instead mm-hmm. of a food scale. One, you don't have to bring a food scale with you everywhere, so you don't have to worry about being crazy or neurotic about that. Again, if you want to, awesome, do it. It's not required. Two, you'll always have your hands with you, I think, for the most part. Yeah. You know, if you don't have your it's, hands it's with you, it's hard to forget your fan to forget your hands. Three, your hands are pretty much in relation to the size of your body. So mm-hmm. it automatically scales for everybody. So if I, you know, if we set up a plan based off of this and we just say, you know, for example, six portions of protein a day, well, that's going to be pretty much individualized because everybody's palm size is going to mm-hmm. be different. So, you know, six palms for somebody with a small hand is still going to be set up well for their body versus somebody with like hands the size of Shaq. Mm-hmm. If he has six portions of protein, it's going to be a lot more. But of course, he needs more because he's a huge person. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, anything I've seen, it's it's anywhere between 95 and like 99% as accurate as using a scale. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's way less stress, right? It's just, it's way less stress. So I would suggest people that don't want to mess around with uh, weighing and and measuring everything, just give that a shot. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, like if, unless you're a bodybuilder and you have to account for every grain of rice and every gram and every macro, this is a great uh, tool. Again, there's that word. This is Mm -hmm. a tool you guys need. 
like again, if you if you go to the Asian and Spanish uh, uh, ingredient prep, not the meal prep, ingredient prep, guys, we're prepping the ingredients. If you go there and you say, "Hmm, I feel like having my Asian meal today," you pull out your palm, yeah. get your chicken. You pull out your, your you cup your palm, get your rice, mm -hmm. close your fist, got your veggies, and maybe if you wanted to add some, you know. Like for me, I like using the thumb one for the for cheese when I do yeah. add cheese. Cheese is another great one. Yep. Mm -hmm. Cheese. That, I, I use like is that amount amount of cheese and mm -hmm. boom, guys. If you're not trying to really count every exact macro and you're not trying to stress yourself out and you just look at your hand when you go and eat, you make these decisions. You make um, conscious planning decisions using your hand, weighing out yeah. using your hand. I guarantee you're gonna see great results with yourself. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be exact, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to cut out a piece of meat that's the exact shape of your hand, mm -hmm. but you can eyeball it. Everybody exactly. everybody's good enough with their eyes that you can look at the palm of your hand mm -hmm. and then look at a at, you know put your your hand next to some protein mm -hmm. and look at the protein and look at your hand and be like, yeah, that's about the right size and mm -hmm. thickness, and just go with that. Yeah. That's it. You're fine. Give or take, because I always like to say when we're counting macros, anyways, the exact macros, you know. Um, I mean, unless you are being that meticulous about it, really catch, you know, you know, like, and you're weighing your piece of bread, you're weighing everything. It all, they all kind of vary. There is a sliding, mm -hmm. you know, scale on that one. So you really, you really don't have to worry that too much. And that's why I like the, the, the hand method, especially if you're just like, Hey, look, I want to make healthier choices. Mm -hmm. I want to make, I want to take action. Like this meal prepping guys, I had the conception that, um, we, it was this whole bodybuilding. You have to carry around five um pieces of tupperware the cooler, yeah. yeah the cooler specialized for tupperware and you got your jug of water and no like if you if you say plan tomorrow i'm gonna eat um four egg whites and a whole egg and a, a cup of oatmeal and then for um, my midday snack i have a protein shake and some a banana and then you know for lunch that's when i was planning my mcdonald's meal i get to have that mcdonald's meal i have that and i enjoy that meal Mm -hmm. then you're back on track because you have your other plans. You didn't just have that McDonald's meal. You're like, well, now I feel like ice cream. Now I feel like this. Right. Now I feel like that. No, you can manage yourself. You and, and let me tell you guys that it's way easier to manage that. Even if you feel like, okay, I did have some salt. Oh, I did have extra sauce. That's not the problem. Yeah. yeah, the consistency is what we're shooting for, guys. The sustainability is what we're shooting for. I don't care if you have a little extra salt on your chicken. If you season your chicken, as long as you're eating your protein as much as you should every day for sustainability. I don't... If you're going to eat boiled chicken for two days and give up on it completely, you might as well have just eaten fried chicken or seasoned your chicken even better. Then. Yeah. You know, so I, I it, it really, like, I hope, I hope by this point in this episode, everyone's getting to the point, like, they're thinking in their head, like, I could do this for me. Oh, no, you know what? I could do this. Like, I really don't need to lose that much weight or weight loss isn't my thing. I just want to put on muscle or I just want to make sure that I, you know, I'm a smaller guy. I just want to make sure I'm getting my meals in. Right. This is it, guys. You don't really have to sit there and count every numbers and report all your macros at the end of the day. Just know that you either got all the meals you needed to and in the portion sizes that you, you needed by yep. using the hand method. And, and this is another big thing that I realized earlier this week for, you know, another obstacle to doing like hand measurements or, you know, just sitting down and, and writing things. You know, anything that's not just the, the quote unquote quick, easy fix. Right. Mm -hmm. So. I mentioned a few weeks ago that I'm on this new workout program mm -hmm. and this is my sixth week on the program. It took me five weeks of doing it before I even felt like I was doing it right. So I think that also applies on the 
meal planning, the meal prepping, that side of things. Like it can take weeks before you feel like you've actually got everything figured out and you have everything working for you and you're in that groove. So it can take weeks, right? And that can, at first, especially if you don't expect that to happen, that can be hard. You know, when you're setting out on a new plan, you wanna, again, here's that word, you wanna feel like everything is working right off the bat. The, the issue with that is most things that do work typically don't feel good right, right away, you know? When you, a lot of times if you get sick with something, you can take a medication, it doesn't hit you right away. Sometimes they, you know, some of them are designed rightfully so to work fast, but a lot of them, they take time to work. That's why you have to take several doses over days or weeks, right? It's the same thing. And, you know, that was, it was something that really struck me because this is one of the first programs I've done that was written by somebody else. Mm -hmm. And but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm somewhat stubborn, so I was like, cool, I should be feeling something. I'm not yet, so I'm just going to give it another week. Just give it another week. I promised myself at the beginning that I was going to give myself 12 weeks on this program to figure to figure everything out. So I'm about halfway through, and I, I, you know, at the five, six-week mark, I finally felt like I'm locked in. I actually understand what to do within the context of this program. So now I can actually push in that direction. But... You know, like I mentioned, I think that works in nutrition too. Like when we're mm -hmm. first starting off, that first week might feel a little rough, might feel a little uneasy, and it might take a couple of weeks. It might take a few weeks of just doing the thing before you feel comfortable with it, and before you feel like, hey, I got control of this, I got a handle on this, I'm in a good groove. And when we are stacked with two options side by side, and one promises to work right away, and the other promises that it'll work, but it'll take a lot longer and it's going to take more work. Most people are going to take that first option. Most people are going to go, well, just give me that fast option. The problem is the fast option doesn't talk about what happens later on, right? Mm -hmm. That 30 day juice cleanse doesn't talk about what's going to happen <laughs> on day 45. Mm -hmm. That, you know, that keto plan for 60 days doesn't talk about what you're going to do the month after that. When you've decided to go back to eating the way you were. It doesn't really teach you how to manage food and how to improve your relationship with food. I hate to say it this way, guys, because it makes us sound like, like animals, but like we kind of need to be trained. You know, we need to train towards stuff like this. So you're not just going to... Well, nobody brushes their teeth in the morning because they like it. Mm -hmm. like we were trained and learned to do that because we yeah. like having good dental hygiene. We, you know, we like protecting our teeth and we want to make sure that they stick around as long as possible exactly so we learned to do that we learned to shower we learned yeah. sleep habits we you know we were trained for everything that we do we learned how to walk we learned how to put shoes on we were trained how to tie our shoes mm -hmm. we were trained how to go to school we were trained how to go to work we were trained how to drive a car we were trained how to go on the internet but all of a sudden when it comes to food and exercise we don't want to be trained on how to do something we don't want it's to take hard time and figure out and fail along the way and figure that out mm -hmm. and, and I, I noticed this and it's always like you know when, when people start meal prepping it, it is a, it is a, it is a process because you got to start thinking oh man it's it's cooking you know that's another one thing that turns it, it gets into people's minds is like the amount of cooking that's, yeah that's something else and, that you have to figure and, out is yeah. how to especially if you're not used to cooking yeah. now you have to go well how do i cook chicken yeah i don't want to undercook chicken because exactly. i don't want to get sick i don't want to overcook chicken because if it, if i do it will taste terrible be rubbery it'll be dry and yeah so that's another thing 
I love the meals I prep now. They are so tasty. They are so good. I'm going to brag about them, guys, because I've learned to meal prep. When I first started this, when I was 285 pounds, and I said, look, I have to be in a calorie deficit. I'm going to start making chicken, veggies, and, and rice. Chicken, veggies, and rice. And I was meal prepping, and it was horrible. I hated it. Rubbery chicken, bland chicken. And, but I was like, I was determined to, to keep on it. And I was like, but I have to. I have to make this work somehow. Mm -hmm. And I know I knew how to cook chicken. I knew how to cook food. But I thought, you know, it's it's almost like almost in that concept of no pain, no gain. If you're suffering through it, if it's blah, if it's if you don't like the meal, then for some reason it's doing more for you. It's that goes back to what coach is saying. It's that feeling. Yeah. You know, yep. if if if, I, if I'm being tortured, if I'm if I'm just completely in a bad mood about my meals, then obviously it might be working because that's what but because I think, it feels awful and it's yeah, and it's yeah. miserable. Are you listening to CrossFitters? Oh, no, don't get me started on CrossFitters. Oh, but anyways, <laughs> guys, sorry about that, guys. I, I, I like you guys. But anyways, um, but with, with me, I learned how to meal prep. I learned how to prepare my chicken to where it would taste better after a couple days. Mm -hmm. I learned, um, like I said... I learned to find my Spanish and Asian mm -hmm. themes. I learned to find. And did you know that right away, or did it no. take you weeks or months to figure that it, out? It was. It took it, you time. It literally. I took me time. I was like, "Well, what can I use for seasoning?" And then mm -hmm. I started going down the list, and I was like, "Oh, wait!" Every week, it was like, "Wait, no, I can do that. No, wait, I can do this. I can do that." Like, and it, it, it took me, you know, like I, I learned that whenever I make um, ground turkey, I don't eat it. But there is some people that like it. There is a recipe that I've seen. Um, again, red chili guys. I've seen people mix uh, their their um, their turkey, ground turkey, mix it with some uh, Eva's red uh, red chili, award winning blue ribbon red chili. If you guys go to Albertsons here in New Mexico, get Eva's. I'm not paid by them, but it's good red chili. Mix that in with your um, your um, ground turkey with some spinach. I like to use shredded. Um, lettuce that's where i kind of get bad as a trainer i like my shredded shredded but no you know for me shredded lettuce is real filling and i like it as a that crunch it gives mm -hmm. me that extra that extra texture and that and it helps me you know like when i do my wraps and everything so the extra crunch extra texture no extra calories yeah and yeah a little bit of freshness to it mm -hmm. and and i found little tips like that guys little stuff here and there like takes me very far okay maybe you know, I'm not eating kale, but I found that, you know, uh, I shredded iceberg lettuce probably isn't the best, but it's helping me get my protein in. When I mix it with my protein and I mix that with some kind of chili, guys, yeah. and some, um, uh, let me, let me give you another, um, uh, a quick, a quick, easy fit, guys. Get the, um, get the sweet and spicy packets of, uh, the Starkist tunas. Um, you can do as many packets as you need for your macros or however much protein you need i usually do about two to three packages that's a lot guys i do two packages um some shredded lettuce tomatoes onions all prepped i just have to go and grab them like they're in little containers i want some tomatoes i want some uh diced onions bam throw that on on a wrap with some i have me a really tasty uh spanish style wrap it, it, it's a spicy it's like the the tuna almost takes over like a spicy shredded chicken uh, mm -hmm. flavor the the tomato the onion the iceberg lettuce everything just it makes me feel like i'm eating a burrito it's probably not the burrito i want but that planning right there guys like i said going back to the to the uh, method of just prepping your ingredients you can go and still have your taco tuesday yeah it, it you just you just gotta you know it 
when you train yourself and you're like, okay, this is what it's like to eat. And now anymore, I, I don't track anymore. Mm-hmm. I like to track just for fun, just to see if I'm on. But I know more or less of like what I'm going to get up and eat for breakfast. Then yeah. what I'm going to have for my snack. When I'm going to have my, my... And I know the options now because, like you said, it didn't start that way. Yeah, just with time, it, it gets easier. You know, and, and I... I like, you know, I invite everybody to at least try to track and measure at least for like a month. Mm-hmm. You know, a month isn't super long to do no. this. And it's, you know, the idea is not to make you into a, a measurer or mm-hmm. somebody that just weighs everything. But the idea is to just recalibrate your eyes and just give you some awareness around like, oh, you know, that's what six ounces of chicken looks like. That's what eight ounces of steak looks like. That's what a cup of rice looks like. That's what, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, however amount of food you want to have, that's what it looks like. And it's just about training Mm -hmm. your eyes to know what a portion looks like. And then over time, as you, as you are training your eyes, you're also training your mind, you're training your body to recognize what those portions look like, right? When you start any new job, what do they do? They train you first, right? This is no different. Like you're starting, you know, this isn't as serious as a job, of course, uh-huh. but there's still training and there's things to learn. And if you are, especially if you're new to this whole thing, it's going to be, you know, there are things that you should train yourself on and things that you should learn while you're starting out. Otherwise, you're just going to be hopping from crash diet to crash diet to crash diet. Eventually, none of them is going to work. And the ones that do work, when you're done with them, you're going to end up gaining the weight back. And a lot of times, weight comes extra weight comes with it how many how many of you raise your hand so i can see um have ever heard the term watch what you eat you know or or heard the person say you know i've just been watching what i eat this is how you train to watch what you eat like you don't um i love that that concept tracking for a month tracking for a while learning to see portion sizes seeing Mm -hmm. what a portion size is to you that's why i like the hand method the personalized portion size right then and there for you guys yeah you can't go like you can't go wrong like and i think you know just training yourself to actually see what a meal should look like see how your day should go about with with your nutrition that's that's the way you get to these these coin terms of watch what you eat yeah you know how are you going to watch what you eat if you don't know what you're eating you know, when somebody tells me they're going to watch what they eat, they just starve themselves. Mm-hmm. That's not watching what you eat. You're not eating. What are you watching yeah, what there? What are you watching? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. practice tracking, practice building, you know, full balanced meals, yeah. practice, you know, taking a dinner plate and just setting up, you know, a pro, uh, protein portion, a carb portion mm-hmm. and a veggie portion and just get used to what that looks like and get exactly. used to what that feels like when you eat it. Now, obviously, every meal doesn't have to be so, you know, neatly portioned out where you know things like that if you want to mix food together obviously you can but yeah you know things like pasta lasagna pizza stuff like that like that's fine too but again just just create awareness around Mm -hmm. like okay cool i'm gonna get this pizza from domino's well i know one slice of pizza is roughly you know whatever amount of calories that is and just you know have that in your mind Mm -hmm. and then once you're aware of that, then you can make the choice of like, cool, I want one slice, I want two slices, I want the whole pie. Yeah. And what I like about um, the first like week or two of like actually tra- tracking or actually just even portion control, learning your portions and, and really just planning those up and, and tracking along with that is um, is the fact that it highlights, I call them the first two weeks, they're the highlighters and it will highlight all those bad habits that you knew you never knew you had. 
and I think a lot of people stray away from this, these two these two weeks now. Now there's two sides to this coin, but I think a lot of people stray away from um, the 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 first two weeks or even starting a diet because that will really show you like okay yeah this is when I used to go have my I used to pull in like um, I I've been in a group with alcoholics and they say even after 20 years of sobriety they found themselves pulling into the liquor store after work just out of habit right. and so that's what I'm saying in these in you guys will find out I always mention grabbing the handful of chips because that's a great analogy for how quick or not analogy but great um, um, example example of how quickly a few hundred calories can be added into your diet without you even thinking about it and so it's these habits that oh man I don't eat all day and then I have a small dinner and then come 10 30 at night I'm having a peanut butter and jelly sandwich a bowl of ice cream three cookies a gallon of water and now I can't pee I didn't get the rest I'm stressed out I didn't get yeah. sleep I'm not gonna work out today and it's it, it all goes into one another guys and I think you know when we really think about like like meal prepping on um, like for two weeks or when we when we start out our diet here's the two sides to that coin that I mentioned now first off I think a lot of people like to hide their habits the first two weeks too you know you're, you're starting on this you got you're motivated you're happy yeah. because a lot of people they'll start they'll be like I usually do really good for the first two weeks and then I just fall off the diet well, because it's hard to plan. You're changing your life. You're, you're, you're planning, you know, situations in your life. Well, I used to, you know, pull right in for a quick hamburger, but now I can't pull in for that quick hamburger. Now I'm carrying around chicken everywhere I go mm-hmm. or, you know, because I'm on the road. Um, it, it goes from changing that lifestyle. Like you could be in the honeymoon stage of it all. and like, I'm doing really good, doing really good, and then fall off. It gets hard because, you know, you really didn't see, you know, like Coach said, you can go on the keto diet, be on the keto diet, but if you don't address and, and manage those habits, yeah. you're, you're going to fall off. And, um, and, yes, so, it's, and it's because people are used to just getting like a, a, you know, a, a document that just says like, this is your meal plan, just follow mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work on habits, it's just following these rules, mm-hmm. which, I mean, okay, that can work, obviously, for the short term. Yeah. You can't deny that. But what is it doing to help you actually be successful long term? Because it's not teaching you anything. Mm-hmm. It's just saying do this. So mm-hmm. are you going to do what that document says for the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. If you are, awesome, cool. You found the magic pill. Yeah. Props to you. But if you're not, if you look at that and your first thought is, crap, okay, I can do this for 21 days. Or I can do this for 30 days. And that's like your thought for the whole period of, of just reminding yourself that there's a finish line. Mm-hmm. You're on the wrong path. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be on a diet where the 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 only thing you're focusing on is the finish line where you can stop being on that diet because that's mm-hmm. not the diet for you. You need to be you need to be on a diet where when you wake up in the morning or you know when you're sitting down for the at the night before and you're writing out and figuring out what you're going to eat, you look at your list and you're excited about what you picked. Mm-hmm. You're happy about what you picked. One, you know, you picked it, so it's not again, it's not just some random person. That just says, you know, this is what I give all my clients. And so here you go. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you picked, you know, you know that you're going to this restaurant for dinner. So you looked at their menu and you picked this out because that's what sounds good to you. Right. Now you're, you're way more likely to stick to that plan. It might take longer to figure out. I can almost promise you that it will take longer, mm-hmm. but it's going to stick around longer, too, because you're going to be working on better habits. You're going to be working on better things to focus on. 
And once those habits take root, that's when you start to flourish because now you're working from these positive habits instead of fighting habits by just following some blanket rule book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're not holding on and burning your hand to this rope that like once you've addressed these habits and like, and really the accountability of it saying, this is me, this is what I do and this is how I'm going to address it. And once you've learned to do that, I think, I think then you can really start moving forward with what you want to eat and how you want to eat. Um, it, it, this goes back to, uh, you never hear coach and I say, yeah, we suggest this diet. We suggest paleo. We suggest this. We su we never say dot, dot, dot diet. We all, we're always pushing for you to find your happy place for you to find your spot where it's going to work for you in your life. It's going to keep you happy. And it may, if it, if it takes longer for you to get to your goal, then so be it as long as you're feeling good about it not you know um if, if you're constantly fighting these habits like say i don't i can't eat sweets i never eat sweets i don't want to eat sugar if you're constantly fighting the the carb urge and you're just completely restricted on carbs you know that that's adding a stress in your life that you just absolutely don't need and you have to ask yourself what's the benefit to this this risk here you know like what am i what am I doing this for? Is it really worth the stress that I'm putting my body through? Is this is this health at this point? Right. You know, and and a lot of times it's not. It's not like, or you know, if you're fighting a habit and saying you know, and really just torturing yourself. Remember, it's not no pain, no gain. I I really want to. I like for me. I, I like to work out to extreme. I like to go pretty hard. But even me, I'm not gonna say no pain, no gain is a complete total crap guys you know like but even you, with that you still take breaks from it too i, I listen to my body yeah i eat what i want to eat what even if it is a, a quote-unquote healthy meal prep it's what i want it's not you know chicken rice and broccoli it's not you know tiktok it's not what anyone said in any kind of media it's what i've adapted to and it's what i know helps me get results mm -hmm. towards the goals i have set for myself it's my diet it's not the keto diet it's not the paleo diet it's not the caribbean diet it's not um you know the cookie diet actually <laughs> kind of is the cookie, cookie <laughs> it kind of is the cookie diet guys but no and and that, that's where i always get to this is how you're able to eat what you want and still get your results is you're just you're being too hard on yourself mm -hmm. and you really don't have to be hard on yourself you know you're even it way way harder than it needs to be yeah even if you are having those handful of chips like have those handful of chips but know when to have them you might not get to your goal as fast as you want to get there but you're, you're gonna get there happier yeah and i think that that's i think that's a win over anything like you know i've been there guys i've been with the six-pack abs i've i've gotten there and there, there's no happy feeling there. It's not there, magic. Yeah, yeah. There, there really, yeah, there really is no like. Okay, now I feel better. Like this was totally worth not eating my favorite cookie. No, it, it really isn't, guys. I know, like that's a goal for a lot of people, and that's why I mention it. Like, you, you gotta, you gotta weigh your stress levels here, and yeah. as long as we're talking about sustainability, that's all we ever talk about here. You know, if you want to torture yourself and be on a restrictive diet, notice, know that when you, if you are on that torturous restrictive diet. You're gonna end up in a point where you're gonna hit a plateau. Yeah. And you have to then you're gonna to have to plan around that. Mm -hmm. So it, and it get, is and get insanely frustrated, by the way. Exactly. So just Which stop just, avoiding I it. I just had a thought. You know, since you mentioned sustainability, mm -hmm. I wonder if the reason that we go with these short term plans is because we know that they're miserable. So that's mm -hmm. why we want the results fast. Because we just, you know, we know that going on a on a you know, on a no carb or low carb diet, we know that that's going to suck. 
we know that it's going to be hard. So if we know that we're going to get a big return in a short amount of time, we can put up with that for a little bit of time if we know that we're going to get something, which is true, right? Most of the time, if you cut out carbs, mm -hmm. you're going to lose weight. Mm -hmm. But like we always mention, a lot of times that's com that weight's coming back and a lot of times that weight's bringing some interest along with it. Mm -hmm. But if we, if we change our viewpoint and we learn that and we train our minds to understand that if we can have more fun with our diet, we won't obsess so much about how long it's going to take because we know it's going to be fun and enjoyable along the way. Mm -hmm. We don't have to worry about, okay, well, I can do this for, you know, six days and then have a cheat day on, on Saturday. Mm -hmm. If Sunday through Friday are also fun days for food, you don't need a cheat day on Saturday. You don't need a day where you have to take a quote, take a break on your diet because it's been enjoyable. It's been fun. And when it's enjoyable and fun, you know, we've all, you know, we, we all know the saying, you know, happiness or you know, time flies when you're having fun. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same thing. If you're having fun, all of a sudden, it's been two months. It's been three months. And, mm -hmm. you know, you don't feel like you've really had to sacrifice very much, if at all. Mm -hmm. And, you know, two, three months, you're already down, you know, five, ten pounds or something like that. And, or you're stronger. And you haven't had to worry about, you know, what you're eating so much. Because you just have your, you know, your your main rules, you know, focus mm -hmm. on whole foods, focus on protein, lift heavy weights, drink water and go outside. And that's so easy to follow. And I, and I, I, I think, you know, I think the main takeaway here for everyone should be like, it, you're really stressing yourself out more than it has to be. Um, because I was thinking about that, like just now the anxiety of thinking 60 days, okay, even 60 days, not six months, 60 days, two months on a, on a rigorous diet, like I'm sitting out on the keto diet. I always pick on the keto because screw keto. Uh, but uh, the keto diet, guys, I'm going to set on. And I think there's two things we like that because we can now say, we can now reference something. Here, what are you guys doing? Well, I'm doing the keto diet. Here's mm -hmm. something, even if I pass or fail, it's this, it's on the, it's on this guy's account, you know? And um, I think with, with that, and then you start thinking, okay, two months on the keto diet, two months. So you, automatically now, like you said, you have this ticking time in your head. Now you just can't wait for this countdown. Like, oh, I want to get off this diet. I want to get off this diet. I want to get off this diet. But if you learn to just manipulate and just control yourself to the point where you can engage and disengage. I think we always mention, you know, winning, going into that. Like, yeah. And then it's more, it puts more pressure on us when we have that short of a time, time frame. Yeah. When we go, I'm going to go on the keto diet for 60 days. It's almost always because somebody wants to lose a lot of weight. Somebody mm -hmm. wants to lose like 30 pounds in 60 days. And so, you know, if you want to lose 30 pounds in 60 days, I mean, that's what, half a pound a day? So now there's immense pressure to make sure that the scale always goes down by at least a half pound a day, mm -hmm. which if anybody's really ever tried to make the scale go in any different direction, down or up, you know, you really don't have that much control over that. You really don't. And, you know, you can try as you might, but there are things outside of your control that the body does and it can end up with the scale going down when you want it to go up or going up when you want it to go down. It can hold extra water. Maybe you ate later. Maybe you had more carbs. Maybe you had less carbs. Maybe you didn't get enough sleep. Maybe you got too much sleep. All those things place different amounts of stress on the body. Maybe you lifted heavy. That's also going to cause a, a stress response in the body. All those things cause stress. All those stresses cause the, the body to do different things with weight because of things like water retention, extra carb storage, muscle glycogen, anything like that. But if the only thing you're focused on is, is you know, making the scale go down half a pound a day, 
and you get to that one day where it's the same weight that it was yesterday or heaven forbid the scale goes up a quarter of a pound well now you feel awful now you feel like a failure now you feel like you're doing the entire thing wrong which Mm -hmm. isn't the case at all and when we have that short of a time frame and when we're focused on that endpoint of 60 days 90 days whatever and we have a very specific goal tied to that now we're super pressured to get there mm-hmm. and i think that's another thing that adds again that adds more stress in itself yeah i think even, and it brings us to the point where people just don't even want to consider it you know it's just like okay yeah no no diet or exercise for me like i, I don't want to be in that stress because i don't i don't blame them who would want to be in that yeah. stress who would want to you know sit there and constantly be telling themselves weighing yourself and you know you're on a, a restrictive diet and the restrictive diet you know when you step on that scale now in your mind it's not working you know got you know what if you even gain two pounds then now you have the stress of gaining two pounds that sucks you gain two pounds now you're stressed out about the diet too well now this stupid diet that stresses me out i'm not losing weight off of it you want to eat less because now you feel like you have to make that up or you just want to give it all up and you don't want to go back to diet and exercise and it just doesn't work why even consider it at Mm -hmm. this point that's where those memes come from where they say you know being skinny doesn't feel as good as pizza tastes. Yeah. Something along those lines. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. But I, and this is how you eat pizza and be skinny. I, yeah. I hate using the skinny word, but this, yeah, is how so you be, this is how you be fit and eat pizza. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just cause you like, you see somebody, you know, in a more of a healthy state. doesn't mean they hate pizza. doesn't yeah. mean they hate hamburgers. It just means they know when to eat them and when not to eat them and not, or how many to eat them. Like me. I, I have multiple McDoubles. Yeah. I know that's probably not a good idea. I, I mean, look, I, I'll regularly go to Wingstop and I'll get like 10 wings mm-hmm. and I'll just crush them. Yeah. You know? But I don't do that every day. I don't do that multiple times a day. It's maybe, you know, once a week, once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think even like, I think planning around and not like necessarily like, oh, this is my cheat day. This is my cheat day. This is the Friday. I get to have whatever I want or Friday. I get to have that meal. I really don't leave it at that. Like, because then you start looking at that timeline again. Right. You start, mm-hmm. you start, it, you put yourself in that stress and like, and you start doing all the stressful things for all the days leading up to that. My big worry is, is how many people have gone, let's say you, your cheat meal, you do want that McDonald's meal. How many people have gone to McDonald's and they screwed up your order? And that's the one meal you were supposed to enjoy the whole right. week and you waited for it and they screwed it up. And you waited for it and the fries are soggy because they were old or yeah. they were cold or you got the wrong sandwich or you said no pickles and they put pickles on there. Mm-hmm. You said no tomatoes, they put tomatoes on there. Exactly. So you don't want that one meal to be that one stress either because, again, it could like you know you don't get that that meal's not as satisfying you know that one cheap meal out of all this stressful diet and you and have that it gets messed up it yeah. gets messed up and it's it's not enjoyable or it just wasn't blah it wasn't you know it wasn't like you expected and now it's messed up and screw this diet i want to just go and have some more yeah you know i think i think that's where it really comes into just you know planning you know you really you really don't have to punish yourself Especially if, if you're not trying to step on a, on a stage. If you're not trying to step on a stage, you're living life out there, guys. This is life. We, as long as you understand your relationship with food and you're, you know, that's what I was saying about the two, the first two weeks. A lot of people get their, their habits highlighted and it, it, they're nasty and you don't want to face those. Right. And, and then you have to, then you have to tell yourself like, okay, I can't, I can't walk by a bag of chips because when I, when I open a bag of chips, I don't just have one. 
Right. Yeah, you got to have that mirror moment with yourself. And for all of us, some version of that mirror moment is scary. Mm-hmm. And if you can, I promise if you can have that conversation, that mirror moment honestly with yourself, and you can actually work through it, what's on the other side is going to make anything else just seem so easy. Once you can get past whatever pops up in that mirror moment, and you can have that conversation with yourself and say, cool, this is what I need to change. This is what I need to tweak to be more successful. Wherever. This isn't just about lifting. This is just about exercise. This is anywhere in life. And you just go, this is what I need to do to get to where I say I want to be. Once you can have that conversation and, and start pushing through and start integrating new habits and having more awareness, that's when it seems like doors just get unlocked and open for you instead of sitting there and trying to beat down a door. What about when they accept that uh, chocolate protein is way better than uh, vanilla protein, Coach? Well, I mean, if you accept that, I guess it's fine because then you can just you can also accept that you have the capacity to be wrong. <laughs> so, I mean, everybody knows vanilla. You know, vanilla is not necessarily the best flavor, but it's always better than the chocolate because I don't know what they're using for their chocolate flavoring, but it's terrible. So, ladies and gentlemen, here we go into. Uh, the conflict here at the Bearded Barbell Podcast. You know, we're talking about meal prepping. We talked, we mentioned supplementing. And that's what made me, reminded me that we kind of have an argument going on across the table here, guys. And the argument is, is that Coach Willie believes that chocolate whey protein is much more tastier and usable than vanilla protein. And Coach Tony believes that Coach Willie is dead wrong. <laughs> I love my chocolate milk, guys. And I... I I don't know. I, I am so vanilla. I cannot stomach vanilla. And I think maybe when we're talking about sustainability, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, let us know what you like. If you're vanilla, if you're chocolate, if you don't even mess with protein shakes, if you like a different flavor better, because mm-hmm. those aren't the only two flavors out there. There's banana, there's strawberry, there's mint chocolate, there's cinnamon even toast unflavored, crunch. there's cinnamon toast crunch, there's all kinds of stuff. So let us know what your favorite flavor is if you are if you do mess with the protein shakes. And and please go and tell Coach Tony he's wrong. Like drinking vanilla. It's fine. It's it's <laughs> wonderful. It's amazing. I love it. Well, Coach, where can they find you as we head out for the week? So you guys can always find me. I'm always more than happy to have anyone on my personal Facebook at Willie Otero. Um, you can also go to my Instagram at Coach Willie Otero. Go and find me on there. It's W-I-L-L-I-E-O-T-E-R-O. Follow me, like, share. We try to keep, you know, I try to keep up with everything, uh, fitness, what's going on with me, inspirational and accountability stuff. Speaking of accountability, I do have um, a group, so just get at me and we'll get you into that. Um, It's um, goal crushing and accountability with Will. But where can we find you, Coach? So you can find me on Facebook at Tony Davis. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Tony Davis Coaching. And while you're in Facebook, head up to the search bar, type in Macros Mindset and Metabolism for Fat Loss. You will find my free Facebook group there with tons of info. Coach Willie's in there as well. I am. And you can find all of us at all those places. Links for all of those socials will be in the show notes, as well as some links for the studies that we mentioned earlier in the podcast. New episodes come out every single Monday. So if you are listening, feel free to to catch us every week then. If you like the show, feel free to leave us a review, leave us a rating. 
if there is someone around you that you know would find some great value in what we are talking about, feel free to share the podcast with them. We would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, don't forget to like, share, and follow us, guys. Have all on all our social medias. Know if you ever feel alone in any of your endeavors, health, fitness, or just personal, know that you got two or one of the greatest tag teams in all podcasting history in your corner. That's right. Utilize us. Use us, guys. We're here for your benefit. Please be well, guys. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.